All true. This guy makes just a comedy of errors on a daily basis. No BS. You have all these people that are whining, and 50 to 90 days ago, most of these people wanted to put you in a fucking cage. Uncensored. You know, the thing. You know. Oh, come on, man. Come on, Coco Buff. Rub these hairy legs. Corn pop. How many times I got to tell you it's corn pop? The Uncommon Podcast with B-Pop and Duff. You can't take away 100,000 jobs and then bring back 90,000 jobs and go, look at me. Come I brought back 90,000 jobs. Because <laughs> if you set extremely high goals, it's going to propel you a lot further than if you would have set a more of a soft-ass goal. Every episode of the Uncommon Podcast is dedicated to the first responders, police, firefighters, EMTs, frontline workers, and a special thank you to active duty military and veterans for all that you do so that we can do what we do. We have the illusion of freedom here. So what do we got today, brother? It's kind of a somber day, man. I know, it's kind of bummer, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, turned the TV on yesterday. I think you texted me, and I had been off of, you know, kind of all social media stuff yesterday, and you texted me there was another shooting, so I get on, and I find out the horrific act of, uh, let's just call him what he is, man, a total fucking coward in uh, Uvalde, Texas, and uh, we've got, what are, we, what are we up to now? We've got 18 kids, 18 little kids, third and fourth graders shot and killed, some of them shot so bad that they had to be identified via DNA. And we have one adult teacher killed. And, you know, they're, they're saying two adults, but I don't want to lump the shooter into the adults. I think that uh, the shooter got what he deserved, quite frankly. I'm glad that the Border Patrol agent that rushed in that school shot and killed that fucking coward because it saves time, effort, and energy off the legal system, the penal system, took him out. And that, that piece of shit got what he deserved. Well, it's just sad, dude. And the reason why it's sad, obviously, it's a sad, tragic incident. Like, that goes without saying, right? But the problem that I had a hard time dealing with yesterday outside of just the incident itself is how people are choosing to respond to things every time one of these happens. We can't even mourn the kids. Like, we can't even mourn the people that die. We can't even, like, take the Las Vegas shooting, right? Like, take any mass shooting that's happened in the last 10 years. Like we can't even grieve for those people and try to help them out. Like the very first, you know, conferences that happen or the first speeches that happen from any of these fucking idiots that are in charge of this country, everything is geared towards their political opinion, dude, or their political position. Right. And it, it's just, it, that is what bothers me the most. You guys, you know, people want to stand around and, you know, clamor for, you know, we're going to get really deep into this, but you got people that want to clamor for taking more guns away, more gun laws, less gun laws, you know, putting people in the schools, putting, not putting people in the schools. Listen, here's a novel idea. Why don't we let the dust settle just a little bit before we start coming to conclusions about what we should be doing next? I agree. We're going to touch on all that, but before we get too far into this, you know, maybe there's some people out there listening that don't quite know exactly what happened. So why don't we play that intro clip uh, just to just to give everybody kind of an idea, and then uh, let's kind of unpack a lot of this stuff that we're talking about. I know I said it to you off air, but I'm going to say it on here too. We are not going to talk. We're not going to use his name. I'm no. tired. And and this to all of our listeners out there, this is just something that I want everybody to put in their hat. You know about you know how to handle handle these situations and stuff. The reason, at least part of the reason why these continue to happen is because this kid is some 
dumb fuck kid that read a bunch of shit on the internet. I got quotes from his manifesto. I read the manifesto. So I got quotes from his manifesto that showed exactly what his intentions were and who he was as a person, mm-hmm. right? But we keep showing these people over and over and over and over every single news station. They're putting his picture up, his picture up, his picture up. Like, come on, dude. Like, stop putting these people and putting them on blast. What I mean, did we not have, I don't know how many episodes we've talked about how much damage social media and Instagram and how people tie their, their identities to that. I mean, we're talking about people getting recognition on a grand scale. Well, the goal is to become infamous. And that's why, as you said, we're not going to mention this person by name. Um, I'm just going to either call him a fucking coward, a piece of shit, whatever, because that's, that's, that's what he is. And I say he because it was a boy, regardless of how he felt he wanted to identify and what kind of unpack that care. shit. I don't give a shit. You know what? Mental illness is mental illness. And, you know, again, I don't want to go too terribly far, so let's start off with that clip, and then we'll, we'll unpack a lot of this. State officials revealing all were killed inside of a single fourth-grade classroom at the Robb Elementary School. That is where Bill Malusian continues our coverage in a brand-new hour that begins now. Bill, good morning. What more have we learned? Bill, good morning to you. Just a few moments ago, I got a brand-new update from Texas DPS telling me there are still 17 people injured as a result of this mass shooting, specifically uh, University Health in San Antonio, a hospital they're reporting. They are still treating a 10-year-old girl who is in serious life-threatening condition. They are treating a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old who are both in good condition, and they are treating a 66-year-old woman uh, who is in serious life-threatening condition. That is believed to be the shooter's grandmother. And Texas DPS tells me he shot her in the face before he went over here to this school to commit this mass shooting. And as you take a look at this drone video we shot of the scene, as soon as we got out here yesterday, we'll explain the latest and where this investigation is. Law enforcement sources telling us police have been uh, serving search warrants, going through phone records, going through social media. As you heard, they are trying to contact any friends or relatives of this shooter, but they have been unsuccessful so far. Texas DPS telling me the only one they know about right now is the grandma. There's no friends, no girlfriend. They describe him as a loner to me unemployed, um, no criminal history, no gang affiliation, so they don't have a lot to go on right now. Um, Take a look at this video. This is that shooter going into the school yesterday, identified as 18-year-old Salvatore. I don't want to hear his name, dude. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. No, thanks for cutting that off. So So total fucking tragedy. Tulsi Gabbard sends out a message this morning, I think, that says, we grieve for the 21 who were killed in Texas today, but grieving is not enough. We could have and must now take common sense actions to prevent these tragedies, like establishing single points of entry into schools, armed guards, trained staff, mental health services, and more. Now, I want to unpack something. So we have a, a, a huge contingent of the left and the, the population on the left talking about we need more gun control laws and all this other shit, right? We need universal background checks. What did they say in that clip just now, no criminal history, right? No criminal history. So you've been in law enforcement. What does a background check tell you? Criminal history. If, it actually does tell you like a couple different things. So it'll tell you if you've used any, you know, monikers or things like that, that will come up. Okay. Even if you've only had a speeding ticket, like mm-hmm. you can have a criminal history under that, but nonetheless, it's like your address is for the most part are at the very bottom of the report. Any address you've been registered at, you know, that that'll come up, you know, any of those those personal information things outside of the crimes you've actually committed, right? Right. So it's basically giving you facts about an individual, right? So if somebody goes and purchases a a gun that 
requires a background check. Now I've, I've bought many guns. Every, every gun I've got gotten requires a background check. Okay. At the Colorado Bureau of Investigation level, CBI. But if you haven't committed a crime in the past, that background check isn't going to pull shit up. It's not going to be a predictor of what's going to happen in the future. Okay. So for Chuck Schumer coming out today, talking about, we need to pass universal background check requirements immediately. Well, what would that have done in this instance? Please tell me. It wouldn't have done a fucking thing in this instance. And I'm assuming, so they said yesterday on TV that he bought the rifle, the long rifle, legally, because when he turned 18 in the state of Texas, you can purchase a, a, long, a long rifle legally. Now, you have to be 21 to purchase a handgun. Okay. Now there's been clips coming out talking about what well, we need to raise the age of purchase of firearms. Okay. So my answer or my question on that, or my pushback on that is if you raise the age to be able to purchase a firearm from let's say 18 to 21, are you now going to raise the age of legally voting in the United States from 18 to 21 or joining the military? I was going to get to that or joining the military. Now the pushback, we, well, no, we can't do that. You know, you got fucking Biden and the dipshits on the left saying, well, we want to reduce the age of voting down to 16. So we have these people, these politicians talking out of both sides of their mouth saying, okay, well, you're not mature enough to own a firearm at the age of 18, but you're mature enough to make decisions that affect millions of people at the age of 16. Okay. Now I'm, I'm getting a little off topic here, but you know, I, I want to talk about this because I don't want to just sit here and make this a, a bitching and complaining session. You know, we want to talk about solutions. And based on what Tulsi Gabbard put out there, you know, common sense solutions in these schools, a single point of entry. You know, I get that this would not work in a middle school or a high school, right? But when you're talking in elementary school, why can't you have a single point of entry to where you have to have a key card or you have to have some sort of code to get in the door? Think about that for a moment, right? Maybe you open it up during times kids come into school and times kids leave, and you may ha you might have a different perspective on this being in law enforcement. I'm going to tell you from the school point. Okay, but I right because you're in that world and your wife's in that world. Okay, right. now I'm looking at this. I don't have a background in law enforcement. I don't have a background in education, but I'm thinking from an elementary school standpoint. Okay, why couldn't you have a single point of entry and you you have the doors locked at at off times, for example, to where people can only get in and out if you ring a buzzer. You know, you have a valid reason to get in. A parent's come to pick up their sick child or something like that. Okay, how why would that not work? Because kids open doors. Period. And that sounds so stupid simple, okay? That makes sense. But understand this. Like when I was at Fort Lupton, from my background, I talked to them about when they were putting in these automatic locking doors, like the, the magnetic doors. Fort Lupton was so old that they didn't have it when I first got there. So they put them in, and what happened? Week one, it had to reset the system 15 times because the kids coming in the back door into the gym would prop the door open, you know what I mean, so that their buddies could get there and the buddies can come. Like, managing that at scale is going to be way too hard in my opinion. Okay. Cause I've seen it and kids are uncontrollable, especially in large populations. Like I've taken kids, 50 plus kids to a football camp and they're responsible for a key, one key. And I can't tell you every single year, four or five of them, the key's gone. Well, but that's why I say, I mean, we're talking middle school and high school and that can be a bit more complex. I think elementary school, 
there could be something they could do. So for example, you know, maybe you put a fence around the playground and put a fence around the school to where, you know, you, you have one single point of entry into the outdoor space and then the fence surrounds the outdoor exits with only one entrance into the school. I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing some ideas. No, no, no. You're, I mean, dude, I know where you're coming from. I'm just seeing it. I've just seen it not work. You know what I mean? Because all of those kids had cards and they're high schoolers, right? They all carry wallets and purses and everything else. I mean, you know, it might work in like the elementary middle school level. And, you know, you give them a freaking thing that they attach to their backpack and that's, you know what I mean? Then you, that, and then, cause otherwise those kids are just going to continue to lose those things. Right. And then you're going to have kids that are locked outside and then you got kids that are out when it's negative 10 or whatever, you know, in the winter time and, and that kind of thing. So I think it would be an issue, but you brought up the one point where I'm a very big proponent of armed guards at all schools. All of them, charter schools, everything, right? Uh, Sean Whalen from Lions Not Sheep, he put this on his Instagram, and I just thought it was kind of interesting. He said, there are 131,000 K-12 schools in America. Place an armed guard retired vet at every school. $75,000 a year salary equals $9,800,000,000 to protect every school in America. Now, this is where I have my biggest issue, okay? Where did we just spend $40 billion fucking dollars, dude? Well, year to date, we've spent $53 billion to Ukraine. The $40 billion you're talking about was the last price tag that got sent to Ukraine. So I agree with you. We have all this money and all this fucking effort, energy, money, whatever you want to say that to send halfway across the world to a European country that we're being lied to about, quite frankly. And yet they're saying, well, we don't have the funding to do this. I completely fucking agree with Sean Whalen. Right. You could have retired police officers. You could have retired military veterans. You know, anybody that understands public safety, right? Because that's really what it is public safety. You don't need to staff them. You know, the, the argument comes in, and I'm going to read you something off of a Facebook post. So, the guy that shared the Tulsi Gabbard quote or the Tulsi Gabbard post is a guy that's been on our podcast before, David DeMott. He's a Westminster city councilman. He's actually going to be coming in with his wife to do another po uh, political episode. But there was a comment put back that says, this is not a solution. This It's a nightmare. Yes, we protect our young, but we do that by turning their schools into fortified prisons with question mark. Here's the argument I put back on that. You go into a post office, there's security at post offices of some sort. You go into the fucking DMV, there's an armed security guard at the DMV now. What are they doing there? Protecting fucking license plates and fucking registration tags? Really? You go into any judicial building, any government building, there's armed security at those government buildings. January 6th. Unless, unless it's January 6th. January 6th. <laughs> well, the, I'm just being a dick. Well, right. I'm bringing up January 6th. January 6th, the quote-unquote worst day since fucking 9-11, according to these asshat politicians. And yet, now, they basically shut down the entire city. They have their own police force to guard who? A bunch of fucking politicians, right? And yet, we have these, these bleeding-heart people. And I, I'm not even going to say this guy's name. I don't know this guy. He could be a good guy. But you got these people with these fucking blinders on thinking, well, we don't want our kids to feel like they're in prison. No, we don't want our kids to feel like they're in prison, but yet we want to indoctrinate our kids to question their gender when they're fucking five, six, seven years old. We don't want our kids to feel like they're in prison, but yet we want to isolate them and make them think that breathing fresh fucking air is dangerous to them and everybody around them. We don't want to make our kids feel like they're in prison 
prison through through fences and arm uh, arm guards or security resource officers at school, but yet we're going to put them on Zoom and make them fear not only everybody they come in contact with, make them fear an invisible villain, which which was COVID. We're going to make them fear the very nature and essence of living and going outside and playing on a fucking playground. But yet seeing somebody walk around with a gun on their hip might be too traumatic for them. When your and my parents went to school, you know what they did? They did nuclear fucking bomb drills at their school. They scared kids to a point that they were going to be nuked because of the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s, that they would hide under their desk in the event of a nuclear bomb. When you and I were in school, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, we had to do tornado drills all the time, hiding under a desk for fear that there would be a tornado. How is an active shooter drill any different for these kids in school? No, it's not, dude. It's it not. is not. The problem is, the problem is, is people like this. Since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here and a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight, but I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know? Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, the, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check. 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. Okay, I'm, I'm breaking that motherfucker down because I, I, I told you I didn't even want to listen to it, and I forced myself to sit there and listen to that shit again. So for everybody out there, that's Steve Kerr. That's the uh, head basketball coach for what Golden State. He's a cuck. So these one thing these everybody needs to get really comfortable with. Okay, and I'm not saying this is an acceptance. Okay, this is an acceptance. It's not about it's not accepting it. Okay, but you everybody has to understand we because of the human, you know, the human how we are right and how where we came from and the evolutionary process and and how our brains function and how we have we can have complex thoughts and stuff we have removed ourselves from the animal kingdom 
essentially. We don't think of ourselves as in the animal kingdom. We don't think about ourselves as having a mix of hormone and mental things and, you know, injuries and all these other kind of things. These are never going to fully stop, bro. And if you think that like screaming for some of this shit is going to change, it's just going to change it overnight. You're a fucking idiot. And this is the, my last thing, Mr. Hypocrite. Okay. Mr. Hypocrite. This is on NBC Bay area. This was back during right after the George Floyd incident. Warriors Kerr backs effort to remove police from Oakland schools. That was one of my notes. So he said a couple things on there. So he's talking about universal background checks. So in this particular case, in this particular case of the, of the Uvalde, Texas shooting, this person passed a background check already. So Mr. Kerr, what would universal background checks have stopped? Please, please answer me that. Okay. Back in 1999, the Columbine shooting, the, the really one of the first school shootings that I can ever recall was the Columbine shooting. Those kids, I'm not going to say their name either. Both of those kids bought their guns completely illegally from some gun dealer that sold them the guns. Cause one was a Mac 10, which you can't buy legally anyway. And I don't even remember what the other one was. Okay. A law, a new gun law is nothing more than words on a fucking piece of paper. Now you have a law enforcement background, right? Yes, sir. When you arrested somebody in your policing career, did they say, oh, shoot, had I known that was a law, I wouldn't have done that? We used to have a saying, I can't remember the first part, but it's basically like trying to say you don't know there's a law, that's not an affirmative defense. Right. Like, it's just not. Well, right. It's because on you to educate yourself. Because here's the thing. Criminals do criminal shit. Right. Criminals don't care about the law. And really what a law tells you is it's legal for a price. Okay. Murder is illegal. Okay. Am I right? Correct. Okay. So if murder's illegal, do you think somebody that goes and buys a gun legally with the intent of murdering people cares if they break a fucking gun law? I would say no. No, because the bigger crime is murder, not breaking the gun law. Well, and, and just my very last point on the whole, that last clip that we were just talking about, when is he going to go and in California, right? He's in California. He's in Southern California there. What's going on in California right now? Oh, mass lootings. They just had a mass shooting I just, two I weeks just, ago. I literally just watched a video, dude, of a guy that was in a, it was like an older Mustang. It was a convertible. Oh, and all the homeless people looting him? And then pull him out of the fucking car and shit. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that is what these kids are seeing. Our media is pushing a narrative, dude. I mean, hands down. And they think this is the cool thing to do. Right. Right. What do kids do when they see something on YouTube? They, they try to emulate it. So cool, bro. So cool. I'm going to go do this. Yeah. Right. 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 So what is the difference between that kids going on YouTube and looking at shitty videos? Right. What's the difference between that and our media posting this guy's face all over, making him, you know, this rock star, you know, this rock star appearance to a bunch of kids, impressionable kids that don't even have their frontal lobe fully formed yet. Right. Well, so this guy, so you, you spoiled one of my points. Sorry. So Steve Kerr went out during the George Floyd protests, which had nothing to do with school resource officers and tried to make a big push to remove policing or to remove police out of schools. Okay. I argue and say you need more police in schools to build relationships with the kids so they don't grow up thinking that, that police officers are their enemy, right? You need more police in schools so that people get comfortable around police officers, not thinking that they're these evil demons, but thinking them thinking of them as allies and friends, right? Pulling police out of schools and get, getting rid of the school resource officers did nothing but endanger the students within the schools. Now, a school is a big fucking place. 
I'm not trying to say that one cop would have done anything to help that, but here's what, what could have happened. The moment the first shot would have been fired, you know, it's amazing to me how a border patrol agent comes from out of the school into the school to, to stop that shooting, right. And kill the guy. What would have happened had they had an SRO inside that building? How, how much more quickly would that have been stopped? I'm not saying it would have stopped the entire situation, but it would have stopped much more quickly. Okay. I have a couple more points here real quick. I've said this before. I'll say it again. We have a mental health crisis being masqueraded as a gun problem. Now, the, the school shooting here in Highlands Ranch a couple of years ago at the STEM school in Highlands Ranch, that was perpetuated by somebody that claimed to be transgender. Okay. There's rumors now floating around online and, you know, I don't want to be the spreader of any misinformation here, but I think it's probably relatively true that this particular school shooter was dealing with some transgender aspects. Okay. Now I'm not saying that transgender people are the problem. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have to stop treating every situation as being transgender and we have to affirm what they're believing. And we have to start looking at this as a mental health issue. Okay. Think about what we've done to kids over the last two years. Okay. We've isolated kids. We've taken them out of school. We've isolated. We put them on zoom. If they can't pay attention in school, what do we do? We fill them up with fucking Ritalin and whatever other medications, not to mention all the vaccines we pump through, pump through kids. Okay. You can't tell me that all these drugs and all these other medical treatments we're doing isn't having an effect on kids. Compound that with the fact that we've isolated them. We've, we've put them on social media. We give them first, first person shooter games, call of duty games to desensitize them to all this shit. And then we wonder, well, how the fuck did this happen? There are warning signs. There are warning mental illness signs that everybody has to start paying attention to and stop masquerading and hiding as if, well, it's gender affirmation. We can't say anything because we might hurt their feelings. You don't want to be considered anti-LGBTQ plus I, whatever the fuck digit you want to put in there today. We have to start looking at the real problem and saying when, when kids or young adults or even adults are starting to look like, hey, there's something wrong. They're, they're, they're exhibiting some sort of pattern that we need to pay attention to. The people around them, law enforcement, everybody has to start paying attention to this and then stop blaming the gun after the fact. Where's the blame ahead of time? Here's a kid that lived with his grandparents because he had no other family. Where was his parents involved in this situation? Okay. I got a Facebook post I want to read. And before I read this, do you have any comment on anything I just said? I'm going to focus on the parent, but I want to get through these other points first. I'm going to end with that with me because that is going to be, that's going to basically cash me out. That's what I'm the most worked up about, but you brought up mental illness. Okay. What's the narrative about his, what made him do this? What are they, what have they been saying? I haven't heard, honestly. Oh no, I, several times it's because he watched Tucker, Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson should be burned at the stake because of the things that he says. And is that this guy or was this the Buffalo guy? Oh, this is the Buffalo guy. Sorry. Yeah. Buffalo guy. So, but just tying that in with what we're dealing with here, the Uvalde thing, right? This is what I want people to understand because we had like people like Steve Kerr getting worked up like that. And he's putting out a whole nother narrative now. That's totally unfucking true. Right. Right. So it's the same thing that they're doing with this one, this one, he died. So it's, you know, it's a little bit different, but they wanted to, they wanted the Buffalo thing to believe the Tucker Carlson in his manifesto on the political compass. I fall in the middle, moderate authoritarian left category. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Another, these are direct quotes. Well, that, and I'll tell you, I, I've read some of that and that dude is very schizophrenic in the respect that he talks out of both sides of his mouth. It's, it's almost like he, that's not his manifesto. It's almost like he copy and pasted it from multiple places and passed it off as his. 
this is another one. And this is him asking it, doing like a question and answer section with himself. But it, I, there's some, something about, you know, what kind of political views he had. Again, I would prefer to call myself a populist, but you can call me an ethno-nationalist, an eco-fascist, a national socialist if you want. I won't disagree with you. <laughs> That's literally in his manifesto. I got one more for you. Talk okay? about an oxymoron. One more for you. Question. Are you a conservative? No, con uh, conservatism is uh, corporatism in disguise. I won't be a part of it. Right. But, but, but. Let's play it off as he's a white supremacist, conservative, neo-Nazi, MAGA loving. I mean, that that's all you, bullshit. No, and, they're no. not, and they're not going to have, they're not going to be able to play it on the, uh, off the Evaldi shooter. But let me ask you, let me ask you, do you think, and, and this is just your personal things. If you don't, you don't. Do you think that the Buffalo shooter played into this guy's decision? Uh, probably. With how much publicity he got, how much run he got on the media, everything else, right? There's a reason that these that these mass shootings happen in clusters. And the reason they happen in clusters is because of the infamy that these shooters get. And that's what these people are are striving for. You know what I mean? That's all they're striving for. And that's why it's it's a mental health breakdown, is what it what it comes down to. I'm gonna read this this poster real quick and we'll unpack some of it. This is from a a, a friend of mine on Facebook, and he's a friend of mine. Um, his name's Mike. I won't say his last name, but he put and he he's very thoughtful. He puts praying for the families affected in Texas. I have more questions than answers, such as why did he do it? As a society where we are failing, if more people think it's acceptable or noble, this is the acceptable or noble thing to do. How are armed persons, he was 18, getting into schools in the first place? Why do we not have better security in schools? Talking elementary schools. Airports don't seem to have mass shootings, nor do passport offices or state capitals, courthouses, etc., but all have strict security, mental, metal detectors, etc. However, in schools, you can often still walk right in at certain times of the day. How did he get into the classroom? Why do schools not have armed security and metal detectors? Why are teachers not armed yet? Why do schools still teach kids to hide, just hide quietly? Notice windows we busted out so those inside could frantically escape. Why is that not discussed during drills? This is not a this, this is not about gun lobby. This is about common sense. If guns are taken away, do we think these sickles will just stop? No, they will obtain weapons illegally, like Columbine, or use another means for mass murdering, poisoning school lunches, bombings, driving through playgrounds, etc. We need to get to the root of why this is happening, why mortality or morality has been lost by many, and if we can, put our differences aside and think logically together and not politically to actually have a solution. We have to stop thinking that everything is a blue or red problem and only a blue or red solution can fix it, okay? These politicians are fucking useless. Every politician in Washington right now is completely fucking useless. All a politician can do, they are legislators. All a legislator can do is create new laws. It's up to the police and society to enforce the laws that are generated, okay? There's thousands of gun laws on the books that are not enforced. I did a search today of mass shootings by state. You want to know the three states that have the highest number of mass shootings in the U.S. over the last five years? You really want me to guess? Because I think I could at least get two. Take a guess. I'll say Chicago's one. Uh, well, Illinois. what is what is what was their de let me let me start with this. What was their definition of a mass shooting? I think it was five or more at one time. Five or more at one time. Okay, five so or I, more deaths at one time. I would say Chicago's definitely in there. Okay, so Illinois. And I would do Baltimore. So that would be Maryland. Yeah, it be. wasn't the top three, but it was up there. Okay, um, New York. Yep. New Jersey. Nope. Uh, it was up there. 
Um, You're missing the big one. You're missing the number California, one. California, probably. The number one state in the country yeah, for mass shootings is California. I got all of them. So you have California, Illinois, Bloop. New York, Bloop. and then Texas. Red. Now, if gun laws work, the strictest states in the, in the union for gun laws are none other, none other than California, Illinois, and New York. So riddle me this, if gun laws work. Why are there still mass shootings in these blue these blue ran states and these blue cities? If gun laws work, why is Chicago on a weekly basis akin to a fucking war zone with how how many deaths are are happening due to gun violence? Now don't tell me what we have to take the guns away because guess what these criminals don't care. They're not buying their guns legally in the first place. They're buying them illegally, okay? So, if gun laws work, why are the states with the, the strictest gun laws the states that have the highest number of gun-related deaths and mass shootings. Uh, I'm looking at a graphic. I'm about to play this clip. There's one city that's going to be on that list that just isn't because it isn't in the last five years. Can you guess it? One city. And think about like your mind around George Floyd COVID pandemic. Think about that. Where was the shittiest place in the entire nation? Minneapolis. Nope. Close. Not close. Seattle. Yeah. Oh, CHOP. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to play this clip here. This is uh, this is police departments across the nation are facing an uphill battle to protect communities they serve. ...that we've seen over the past two years. Fox Digital examined data from six cities and found spikes ranging from 8% in Baltimore to a whopping 40% in New York City. Well, we're seeing it every day here. Chicago saw a 35% jump, Los Angeles 6.7%, Seattle 23%, double digits in Washington, D.C. as well. And at the very same time, departments are having trouble keeping officers on staff. Well, that makes sense. It's not just the big cities, though. Department vacancies, for example, in Independence, Missouri, are up by 17%. In Dunwoody, Georgia, they've jumped 16%. The police chiefs from those two cities are in focus now. Chief Adam Dustman is interim police chief in Independence, Missouri. Chief Billy Grogan is police chief in Dunwoody, Georgia. Gentlemen, thank you for being in focus. I, I'm going to start with our chief in Independence, Missouri, because I know that area well. I used to live in Kansas City. And, and it is remarkable. I have to say this to both of you. What you've been able to do with your departments as you deal with complete deficits in certain categories how bad has it gotten for you, Chief? You know, it, it's been tough, Harris. The, the vacancies that we have, that just creates more hats for our officers on the streets to wear uh, in every function, both on the front lines and patrol and traffic and all of our, our community service functions, but also in investigations. I'm proud to say that the men and women of the Independence Missouri Police Department, while we represent uh, the statistics that you were pointing out before, our homicides are up. However, we have 100% solvability uh, to date. And that would not be done without the incredible work that these men and women do each and every day, doing more and more with less and less. So I don't want to play that whole clip, but I just wanted to stop it right there because he brought up a very good point. I just wanted to go from my background just a little bit on this. Okay. So everybody understands. You were saying that we should be more cognizant of trying to look for some of these telltale signs, very similar to like how we, you know, promote people trying to look for, you know, suicidal tendencies and stuff like that. Right. Because mm -hmm. what he's talking about there, and everybody knows this is common knowledge, that all police departments are basically at minimum staffing for the most part. I mean, dude, there's droves have left. Denver, let's just put it this way. I can't remember exactly how many people were in my class, but over 
50% of my graduating class from the Denver Police Department isn't there anymore. Okay. But he brought up a good point. We talk about, he brought us said investigation. So I want to just kind of explain what happens. And especially for these dumbass places that they're not actually arresting people. Okay. Yep. So what happens is you do a crime, Brett, let's just say, you know, whatever, whatever that may be, um, violent crime. And I give you a citation to come in and talk to the detective. You basically give me the finger and say, I'm not coming in there because you don't have a probable cause to arrest me. Right. Right. Okay. So when I am low on officers and now I can't promote as many detectives per capita, right. Per the amount of people in within my city or jurisdiction. Okay. Those investigations sit. So you could be a violent offender waiting for me as the investigator to actually dig into it and try to figure out, build my probable cause to put you in jail. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? You could still go out and do crime. That's right. You could still go do a mass shooting. You could still go be those bums rub, pulling that guy out of the Mustang. You can still go be that person. Mm-hmm. So what's, that's, that's my point. You know, that what is the difference? Right. What is the difference? Because you're cutting the legs off of police officers and you're trying to chop their head off at the same time. They're trying to put this on cops. And and we had an entire contingent of, you know, people that were championing, getting rid and defunding the police all the time. Right. Right. Well, and and that's just it. You want to sit there and talk about, well, we got to defund the police because of George Floyd, because of a a drug addict that overdosed on fentanyl. Granted, the cops shouldn't have done what they did, but that should, that, that whole situation in 2020 was utter fucking nonsense. And then you got all the celebrities and the people on the left talking this rhetoric about defunding the police and let's make our community safer by getting rid of the people that keep our community safe. That's a real bright fucking move, Sherlock. Okay. Then you get into Steve Kerr talking about let's remove SROs from schools because we don't need our schools to be, you know, armed, uh, armed prisons and we don't want our kids to feel unsafe. Let me tell you something. A kid feels more safe with a security guard, an armed security guard or a police officer roaming the schools, especially an elementary kid. You know how much elementary school kids look up to police officers? A ton, dude. A ton. So, and and not only that, but if you introduce police officers to kids at a young age from a positive experience, they're going to have that positive experience as they grow up even further, going into middle school and high school. You're trying to draw me into this parent thing, but hold on. I just want to say, you lazy parents out there, stop putting your kid in front of you when they're in the, when a cop walks into the gas station or the grocery store or wherever else they come in, you know, Starbucks, wherever. Stop grabbing your elementary age kid, putting him in front of you or her in front of you, pushing him towards the cop and going, if you're bad, I'm going to have him arrest you. I know. What? Yeah. No, but I agree. But being a dump fuck. Well, that's just creating a bad, a bad perception of cops to the kids when really the, they should be looked upon as heroes. Okay. The reality of it is this. Politicians are not going to solve this problem. Okay. Politicians are doing nothing more than trying the one thing Steve Kerr said that I would agree with. They want to stay in power, but it's not just the 50 Republicans he's talking about that want to stay in power. It's every fucking politician in Washington, the 460 some representatives and the 100 senators. Their goal is to stay in power. It's that simple. Okay. It's not a left or right thing. It's a fucking polit. It's a political thing. That's their goal. Okay. Let's stop relying on politicians to write legislation, which is words on paper to fix a societal problem. 
Okay. When kids are displaying mental illness, let's get them the proper help they need. Let's give them the proper counseling they need. Let's get them away from the, the video games that desensitize them. Let's get them off the porn. If we are a school teacher, you know, trying to be a groomer, let's stop grooming kids to look at uh, sexual activity and, and sexual proclivities when they're not of age to do so right? Let's start being a responsible society and stop looking upon these politicians as, a, as our saviors, because the fact of the matter is they're not saviors. And the really the fact of the matter is most politicians don't have their own fucking house in order. Take a look at Hunter Biden, for example, okay? Joe Biden has no business giving anybody advice when his own family house is not in order, okay? But that brings me to the last clip, and I think it's important we play a quick snippet of this bumbling fucking idiot. Well, it's not our last clip, but I wanted one last thing on this crime stats because I took the time to find these fucking articles, Brett. The <laughs> federal, uh, this was on September 27, 21. The Federal Bureau of Investigation released its yearly crime statistics report on Monday. Okay, this is, again, is in 2021. Who was the president in 21? Biden. Thank you. The Bureau reported that for the first time in four years, the estimated number, the estimated number of violent crimes in the nation increased when compared with the previous year's statistics. At cited at 5.6% rise in uh, violent crime. In 2019, the rate of violent crime was an estimated 387.8 offenses per 100,000 people compared to the rate of 380.8 offenses per 100,000 people in 2019. The minor increase in violent crime, I love it, you and I talked off air, I love how these people ride this stuff. The minor increase, when you're talking about per 100,000. That's not a minor increase. Dude, I mean, how many billions of people live in this country, right? Anyway, the minor increase in violent crime in 2020 nonetheless contributes to a larger downward trend over the past 30 years. In comparison, the rate of violent crime in 1990 in the United States was an estimated 729.6 offenses per 100,000. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's why. we Over the last two years, we've gotten to a point with social justice that there's no accountability right? We're going to defund the police. We're going to only hold the police officers accountable and the police departments accountable, but we're not holding our politicians accountable for their fucking bullshit rhetoric. We're also not holding the criminals accountable because, you know, take a look at what happened to the guy that attacked Dave Chappelle on stage. The fucking district attorney in Los Angeles County refuses to press felony charges against him, even though he rushed the stage, attacked him with a fake gun, but a knife was in the fake gun. Effectively, could be, I mean, no matter. Aggravated assault. It's dude. aggravated assault. Could be considered attempted murder if you want to go down that road or something more serious than that. However. I will tell you, there's not a DA that would take that. You know what I mean? It, it would be ag assault. Right. Why is the DA in LA not willing to press felony charges, only going after misdemeanor charges? Because there's no fucking accountability. And these younger kids, these, this younger generation is seeing the fact that there's no consequence. There is no accountability for their actions so they can go out and do whatever the fuck they want. Okay? Here's the other piece of this. You know, Christmas time in Waukesha, Wisconsin, a guy drives a car through a Christmas parade, killing I don't know how many people and injuring who knows however many more. Okay. Nobody blamed the vehicle for the guy. Well, I take it back. CNN said a, a, a vehicle drove through a Christmas parade, you know, basically trying to pass it off. They didn't want to say the guy's race or anything like that. Happened to be a black guy. So what? Doesn't matter. You had a crazy fucking person drive, drive a vehicle through a parade, killing and injuring many, many people. Okay. We didn't hear any chance of we got to regulate the the purchase of vehicles, did we? You didn't hear say we got to get stricter laws on background checks to, for people to buy a buy a gun or or buy a car, did we? No, you didn't. Okay, 
The fact of the matter is we have to stop looking at the tool that causes the problem is the problem and start looking at the root cause of the problem, which is the individual. The individual is part of the problem. You know, the Department of Homeland Security can can monitor fucking uh, PTA moms and monitor podcasts for domestic terrorism and all this other shit. But yet when you have real threats, people putting real threats online, pictures of guns, snippets of this is what I'm going to do. Why is it that they can't seem to stop this, but they're going to stop a fucking PTA mom that's up in arms because their child is being fed pornography in schools? Why can the FBI just out of nowhere decide not to release quarterly statistics. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like we're talking about the tracking and everybody wants to get up in arms and do all these, make all these new laws and restrictions and register this and background check that and everything. The tracking, I mean, the track, they've been telling us that the tracking is the most important thing, right? All through my college career. It's like, oh, you got to track. You got to establish the baseline. You got to establish this. Time Magazine. Why the FBI won't release quarterly crime stats for 2021. I'm just going to read the little blurb underneath the picture because it just kind of encompasses it. Academics and other experts who track the rising and falling of crime in America are expecting on Monday to see a fresh batch of data from the FBI. Quarterly crime stats, courtesy of police departments that would offer a picture of crime trends across the country in 2021. Instead, the agency announced that it would not be releasing the statistics due to lack of data provided by local police departments. Okay, this is, this is where I know this is just a blatant fucking lie, okay? All reports at this point, and every, I don't want to say every, every police department that I can think of other than maybe some podunk town or some crap is all online, okay? You do it on your MDT in the computer. The, the MDT has its own, like, internet connection that can send these reports up to the cloud, Okay. And when I submit my report in the car, guess what it gives me? Nibers errors. Do you know what Nibers errors are? Okay. So if I didn't input one of you, something, your information, say, I don't put that you're a white male and I do this entire report, I get a Nibers error because I didn't put your race. Jesus. Okay. So it won't let me submit that report without having all of those completed. So this is a blatant lie because every report is done online. So how is it not tracked? Right. right. Let's play your idiot. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute before we do that. I keep talking about these fucking dumbass politicians. So I just happened to open up Twitter and I see this. And I, I got to be honest. I am infuriated when I read this to you. Who is it first? But I'm going to read it as calm as I possibly can. Because this right here is the exact problem with what we're dealing with. We have 18 children murdered. I think we're going to have a competition because I had one last one to see if I could get you to spike. Let's, we, let's see. You go first. I am so upset right now. I'm, 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 I'm as calm as I can be. We have 18 children murdered. We have one adult teacher murdered. We have how many numerous others in critical condition at the hospital? Barack Obama puts a tweet out today, three hours ago, that says, as we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should, not, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George, George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. We have a, a mass tragedy of children being slaughtered by an evil, mentally unstable person. And I say that I don't know anything about the shooter, but you have to be evil and you have to be mentally unstable to do what, what he did. Okay. And yet this fucking asshat comes out and wants to talk about the grieving family of a drug addict criminal 
that, yeah, should he have died the way he did? No. But guess what? If he wouldn't have died under the knee of Derek Chauvin, he would have died anyway of a fentanyl overdose That's that because that's exactly what killed him. And yet this, our prior president, the president that got the most votes in, uh, other than any other president before Donald J. Trump and Joe Biden comes out today minimizing what happened in Uvalde, Texas, talking about a fucking criminal in George Floyd. Are you kidding me? Here. Okay. We're having a dick size contest. I'm going to see if I can get you mad. I don't know who this bitch is. Elizabeth C. McLaughlin. Do you know who that is? I do not. She has a blue check. I don't know. I wrote a piece today before this shooting about how much power Biden has that he's not using. He can ban guns today by executive order. He can. He should. It will be challenged in court. Who cares? It will buy us time. What did I say on the last episode? I went back and I listened not to the positive episode, but the one right before that. What did I say about the Supreme Court thing and all that kind of shit? Is that not exactly what I told you? Mm -hmm. That's why they keep throwing shit at the wall. To see if it sticks. That's it, dude. And so I'm tired of it. We got to play the bumbling in it because we got to get rolling on this. Now shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? I got to restart that. Did he just say we have the most mass shootings in the world? Yeah, which is not true. Um, Afghanistan, Iran, Middle East, North Korea. Places in Africa. Hmm. But he's all with it. He's all with it for these idiots. Kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. They have people who are lost. But these kinds of mass shootings never happen with the kind of frequency that happen in America. Why? Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone to have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies? It's a time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country. It's time to act. It's time for those who obstruct or delay or block the common sense gun laws. We need to let you know that we will not forget. We can do so much more. We have to do more. Yeah, you won't forget, Joe. You won't forget, Joe, just like you're, uh, the, the person actually running the country, in my opinion, uh, just comes out talking about George Floyd. And then you, we've got, uh, if, for those of you that don't know who Christian Walker is, he's the uh, son of Herschel Walker. Uh, he's a great follow on Twitter, but he puts, I'm disgusted by people comparing the children of Uvalde to George Floyd. Don't you dare compare a bunch of innocent kids and students to a violent drug obsessed thug could not agree more. And Joe Biden saying we can do more exactly. Tell me what you're going to do sitting on your perch in the white house. All you're going to do is again, put words to paper and hope that the criminals might be afraid. You know, this fucking moron, you, you lit me up. This fucking moron <laughs> comes out and says, talking about the sanctions against Putin, that sanctions were never designed or, or were never intended to stop him from doing what he did. It was just a, a means to try to deter him. That's all your new laws are, are there for is try to deter somebody. But as I told you earlier, you having a background in law enforcement, never once would a criminal say, well, I wouldn't have done that had I known it wasn't legal. You knew what you were doing was illegal to begin with. Even if it wasn't illegal on paper, what you did was morally not right. Like people know right, sane people know right from wrong. Okay. 
you create more strict gun laws, all you do is you create a situation for people like you and I and legal uh, law-abiding citizens to have to jump through more hoops to purchase the guns that we want to buy legally. The people that are going to do nefarious shit are going to do nefarious shit no matter what laws are in place. That's why they're fucking criminals. And for you to come out and say, well, you know, the rest of the world don't have this problem. I specifically remember a time, and I don't remember what country it was, but in Eastern Europe, they had a a, a, a tremendous mass shooting at an at a elementary school. I want to say it was in like Czechoslovakia or something. I don't remember exactly where it was. Okay. This is not an isolated incident strictly to the United States. Okay. We are only... Given the information we're giving, you know how many mass shootings they, there have been year to date? It was over 48, I think, when I looked at it. No, 196. Is it? Oh, I, that, that was because I listened to our stupid episode, and that was my guest last time. You're yeah, right. You're right. 196. You know how many we've been told about? I think, it, what is it, six now? Five, six. Five, six, yeah. Where's the other 190? How come those didn't make the news? You know why those didn't make the news? Because it was not politically beneficial for those to make the news. However you want to look at that. You can read into what. It, however I said that, okay? It wasn't politically beneficial. This is politically beneficial. And I will say this. What happened in Uvalde was a complete fucking tragedy. And my heart goes out to the families of those children. My heart goes out to those children. I can't imagine, okay? But let's not politicize it. Let's look for rational solutions other than we got to put more words to fucking paper. Because guess what? That shit does not work. Rational solutions would be more SROs, uh, single points of entry, like we've talked about, active shooter trainings. Uh, I personally know a company that does active shooter drills for elementary schools. They talk about arming teachers. I'm a little hesitant about that because you arm a teacher. Once you take on the responsibility of owning that gun and carrying that gun, you have a responsibility that I'm not sure many teachers would be up for. Now, there certainly would be teachers that would be up for it, but not every teacher. So that idea of arming every teacher is fucking nonsense. The teacher has to be willing to do that and willing to take on that responsibility, okay, because it's a massive responsibility. But there's things that can be done. All I'm getting at is there's things that can be done aside from putting fucking words on paper. Here's a novel idea for those parents out there that stick their fucking kids in front of a goddamn iPad for six hours a day because they don't want to be bothered. Parent. Do your job. Be present in your kid's life, okay? For those of you out there that are all about the defunding of police and the elimination of the nuclear family, a la BLM, how about we say, hey, you know what? We need the nuclear family back. We need both parents involved in the kids' lives, right, rather than pushing parents away out of kids' lives. We need to do something as a society to change this situation, and it's not going to be solved by a politician, Politicians don't give a shit about you and I. They only care about getting reelected. There's a ton of great parents out there, bro. But there's also a ton of turd parents. And I told you this was kind of my hot button topic. I was walking and it would kind of lit me on fire. You're going to laugh. For everybody out there, I was a dumbass and forgot the freaking SD card today. So I had to run out and run to Walmart of all places to go check an SD card. Out of six carts I watched with parents with their kid in the cart, you know, in that little seat thing right up front. Okay. Take a wild stab. There were six total that I saw while I walked back to the inter the electronic section and I walked back to the front. Take a wild stab at how many of those parents were actually engaging with their kid. Probably not many. None. None. They're all on their fucking phone. Get off your phone. You selfish fucking assholes, dude. Like that's what I'm like. There's like I said, there's a ton of great parents out there that have done a great job, dude. I've taught coached some kids with some of the best parents in the world. You know, it's so great. But that's not the problem. 
The problem is these, we don't hold these other parents to the same accountability, right? right? Like we're all afraid to offend somebody now. All these parents are afraid to offend these other parents when they're sitting in the stands and you got a parent literally talking shit about a 15 year old kid that's playing football on the field and shit. Nobody will say a word, right? Because you're a chicken shit. When you see somebody else's kid in the freaking FedEx drop-off drop off office pulling all the fucking styrofoam popcorn out of the goddamn bin, which I've seen, and that parent's saying nothing, how many other adults in that room would even have the balls to say something? Right. None. Grow right. a pair. Right. Be, a, be, be an adult in this country that's proud to be in this country and stop talking about shit and start fucking doing it. Right. You know, and this comes down to, you know, Andy Frisell on Real AF constantly talks about, you know, what what we can do to change to change this situation in society that we have. I don't know any other better word than call it a situation, right? Be a good parent. Be a good human. Be a good citizen to your community. You know what I mean? Work your ass off every day. Be the best person you can be so that you can help other people be the best person they can be. Stop pointing fingers and stop looking for some fucking person in a white shirt and a blue or red tie to fix your fucking problems. Because they're not going to fix your fucking problems. Get off your phone. Get off your phone. Put the phone down. You know, yeah, I'll just leave it at that, man. I mean, I, I feel listen, like I keep saying the same shit. Let's listen to a real leader. Okay, I, I, I know you wanted to end with Biden. I don't want to end on a negative note like that anymore. He's not a true leader. This is what a real leader sounds like. They're like, you know, some governors are out just begging people to move to their state. Like, I'm not doing that. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm happy with who we have here. You know, I'm happy with, with what we have, um, but I think the reality was you're looking at living in some of these other parts of the country, you know, where they had lockdown policies infinitum. Uh, they were denying kids the ability to be in school in person. Those that did allow uh, the schools to be in person, yeah, it's uh, uh, <laughs> the lights yes, turned there off. There we go. By accident. And then those that did, you know, they wanted to force these kids to be in mass for eight hours a day. Uh, you have places that wanted to fire people from their jobs if they didn't get a COVID vax. Uh, obviously, you have very bad tax and economic policies in a lot of these parts of the country. You had crime not only going through the roof, but really being facilitated by a lot of these idiot politicians. Uh, you have places where they literally will not prosecute you. In like San Francisco, you can steal $999 worth of stuff and they won't prosecute you unless it's $1,000. And so people loot the stores. You see all the homeless, all the crime. Uh, you have uh, uh, bail policies where they'll put people right back on the street, very soft on crime. And so that creates a huge problem because people don't feel safe in their own communities. And so there's been a, a lot of reasons why people are like, you know what? Uh, Florida's the beachhead and they want to come. And so that's a leader. Yeah. DeSantis is a leader. And the fact of the matter is we need more leaders to be able to stand up. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, you look at Tulsi Gabbard and what she puts out today. Tulsi Gabbard puts out common sense shit, just like DeSantis. Okay. You look at what Barack Obama puts out today. So Seth Dillon on uh, Twitter, he uh, summarizes what Barack Obama put. I'm just going to tell you some feedback on Bar uh, Barack Obama's fucked up tweet. Replying to Barack Obama in quotes, it sucks those kids died, but remember George Floyd? He's who I'm really thinking about today. Uh, Jason Whitlock, let's stand George Floyd on the dead bodies of slaughtered children. This is one of the worst tweets in history. Now, Jason Whitlock said it a little bit more eloquently than I did. And my response, 
But I got to tell you, Barack Obama, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. You should be unequivocally ashamed of yourself. And you know what? Maybe you should take a, take a page out of Ron DeSantis and learn how to grow a pair of fucking balls and act like a real fucking leader. And with that, stay dangerous. See you.